God, amen. But if I cast out demons by the Spirit of God, surely the kingdom of God has come upon you. Surely the kingdom of God has come upon you. I hope fearing this is coming on uh, October 31st, right? Um, I think within this month, God is, is, is given us a great environment to live in, to be detached from the world and to be more attached toward the kingdom if I cast out demons then surely the kingdom of God has come upon you and let's what's the kingdom of God the kingdom of God I used to think kingdom of God when I read the gospel for long I thought the kingdom of God means like when we go to heaven when we, after we die and then there's afterlife and that's what the kingdom of God is but if you are careful and we see what the fathers are teaching the kingdom of God is here and now the kingdom of God is the reign of God the reign of Christ on our hearts that's the kingdom of God he says if, if we compile all the, the verses that Jesus talks about the kingdom of God and we try to understand them, there will be a, a good research, a good uh, spiritual exercise, just to compile them and look at them all together in one, one page. And you'll see that the, the kingdom of God is, he said, is in you. It's in the heart. That's the kingdom of God. The, the reign of Christ in, in, in the heart. And the heart is the deepest aspect of a human being. The, 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 the deepest aspect of, of us is the heart. And, and that's where everything is controlled. All the decisions, everything is controlled by the heart. So when God reigns in our heart, that's the kingdom of God. It's here and now. And uh, the past couple of weeks I've been listening to Amba Karas, if you, if you understand Arabic, and it will be great to, to listen to uh, the late Bishop Amba Karas. He has a lot of stuff now showing up on, on, on the internet. And he was saying a lot of good stuff repeatedly, that we have to live the kingdom of God here first. And if we don't live it here, we won't live it there. We have to start here. So like there are two stages of the kingdom of God. Stage one and stage two. You cannot jump to stage two. You have to start stage one first. Start stage one, and then stage two becomes natural, normal. But if we think that the kingdom of God will be in heaven, just and now we can live uh, just for, for anything else but the kingdom of God, uh, that's being blind. So today the, the miracle uh, is to have that person brought to Jesus that he is demon-possessed, he's blind. And here's the connection. Demon-possessed made him blind and mute. 
And when he is blind and mute, he was brought to Jesus. Jesus cast out the demon. Now this man starts to see. And he became uh, also can speak. So there is a battle over the heart, our heart. And this battle over that heart is between the reign of Christ and the reign of the world with Satan. And this blind person is all of us. We are in a condition, our human condition, if we are left alone, if we are left alone, we would see the gospel, we would see Christ, we would see uh, the scripture, and we won't see what is it truly about. We won't see the beauty of God. And we make choices to prefer those things, anything but God. That's blindness. That's why all our fathers, is consensus among all the fathers. They all agreed that we are all blind. Our human nature, after the fall, lived in darkness. Same in, in, the, in the liturgy, in the darkness and the shadow of death. That's where we are. We live in darkness. We are all blind. But that's not the end of the story. As we are blind, they brought that blind person to Jesus, he cast out demon, and now he starts to see. So we have to recognize that we are all blind, and we have to cast the, the, the reign of Satan that's in our heart. That's the battle of the heart. And when we reach that state, that point, when we understand truly that we are blind, and, 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 and just to, to demonstrate how blind we are, if we come to the liturgy and we don't see, we only see bread and, and wine and, and we see um, some rituals and that, that's blind. We are blind. I am blind. Many times. If I'm bored during prayer, if I'm bored during prayer, I'm blind to the beauty, the glory of God. The, true, the truth is, God is so attractive, so amazing, so glorious, we can, cannot even think how beautiful God is. But yet, we prefer Netflix over prayer. We prefer social media over prayer. We prefer earthly things over heavenly things. Because we are blind. That's the only reason. Our human condition is in so desperate condition, it needs a, a birth, a new birth. Because we are so blind. How can someone is presented with so much love and so much affection and glory and, 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 and not to worry about anything and yet say, no, I want to take care of it myself. I want to have some entertainment. This is choosing garbage over glory. 
That's blindness. Pure blindness. And we are, I'm talking to myself, how many times in the day I am so blind. I cannot see it. I cannot feel it. We're so blind. That's why we need to cry. And that's our first stage of the kingdom. We are here for only that one purpose. To see again. So we can see over there in the second stage. The only purpose of life is to become holy, to become illuminated, to become in the image of God. To get out of that darkness that we are living naturally in. That's the only and the first, the first, seek first the kingdom of God, right? He told us, seek first the kingdom of God. And everything else will be subservient of that purpose. So how about work? How about studies? How about subservient? We heard Amber Waste, about Amber Waste today. He wasn't man in a black he wasn't, he was one of us. He was just a normal person who was selling salt on a camel. He has a job. But his first purpose in his life was to pursue the kingdom of God. The reign of God in his heart. So, we need to understand what's the kingdom of God. It's the reign of Christ in our hearts. We need to understand that we are in darkness. We are living in darkness. And that's our... We were born in that dark condition. And we need to spend our energy in this life to get out of that darkness. We know he was called the Theophanus. He started to see God. He started to see St. Mary. He started to see uh, uh, the glory of God during liturgy. That's the natural condition of human being. That's where we are called to be. It's not for certain people, for certain saints. It's for all of us. We are called, Christians are called to be the image of God. Not to be blind. Not to live not understanding the beauty of the glory of God. In, um, in 2 Corinthians it says, God of this world, 2 Corinthians 4.4, 4, he says, God of this world has blinded the minds of the unbelievers to keep them from seeing the light of the gospel and the glory of Christ, who is the image of God. The God of this world has blinded the minds of the believers to keep them from seeing the light of the gospel of the glory of Christ, who is the image of God. We're not called to live like that. We're not called to live to be, to make money or to get certificates or, or education. All this is good, but subservient to the actual purpose. God knows that we, we live in a body and we have to take care of that body, but He said, take care of that body for today, but don't worry about the future. And I will take care of your future. It requires a lot of faith. That's why in, in, in this month, the, in, in, the, in the Matins, it's all about the resurrection. 
We need to know how to be detached from the world. How to be separated from the world and be attached to the kingdom of God. That's our only purpose in life. How are we spending our days? How much energy is, 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 is toward, directed towards the kingdom of God, the reign of God in our hearts, versus how much of our energy is spent towards the secondary, the minor stuff that's going to go away anyway. We have no other purpose. There is another consensus from the fathers. They say the only way, and when they say the only way, they mean it, to get the reign of Christ in our heart is through love. We have to love Him so much. And the only way, another, another only way, and this is, I, I'm para, paraphrasing from the fathers, the only way we get to the love of God is through continuous prayer. Not the prayer that you are praying. Not the two minutes in the morning and uh, 30 seconds at night. That doesn't, doesn't give us the grace. Continuous prayer. That's why it's, a, it's, a, it's a, the stage one of the kingdom. It is not for the faint heart. It's not like, you know, let's live our life and do all kind of things and spend our time doing, you know, many other things and then do prayer when we have time. That's, we got it backwards. The main purpose is continuous prayer and then we could do the other stuff. As Christians, that's what we called for. There is a commandment, very clear, many commands, many times. Pray continuously, without ceasing. ceasing. And we read those commandments and say, yeah, 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 he doesn't mean that, you know, I'm sure he doesn't mean it. Ah, I'm not going to eat, I'm not going to drink, I'm not going to watch anything, how I can pray. That's the commandment. It is the commandment. And I feel this commandment every day. That's why we need to repent. And we need to start. Get, go to God and say, God, teach me. Any, any resources that talks about continuous prayer, don't let it go. Read it. Listen to it. Spend the time. Have a, 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 if you want to have a PhD, have a PhD in continuous prayer. There's nothing better than that. My PhD and in the spirit, you know, and this academic stuff doesn't doesn't work. But really, really, the focus is to be detached from the world, and that continuous prayer will help us with everything else. He said, "I'm going to take care of of, of the, uh, the, the 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 income." I'm going to take care of the food, of any, any type of uh, 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 sickness, everything. This month, is if you start reading the whole, you know, he said, believe in me, and, and I will take care of everything. Under my power, under, under my dominion, you're covered. You're covered. So, the example of uh, Abraham... Abraham, we, we say, God told him to sacrifice his own son, right? And uh, the way we... I don't think God 
really wanted to test Abraham. Uh, he wanted to elevate Abraham, to be detached. Abraham's heart loved God so much, believed in God so much, but he had love for his son. So God told him, I want you to sacrifice your son whom you love to me. And that was a struggle for Abraham. You know, he's, he showed now that he can be detached from everything in the world. And that's how we are all called. Every one of us will have to be detached from something that we love. And if we want to know, what, what is this thing? I guarantee you, every one of us, God is working in us. The Holy Spirit is working in all of us to purify our heart, to be totally His. That's the, the reign of Christ, to be totally His. So wh what is it, God? What is it in my heart? How would I know? What thing I want to be detached? You want me to be detached? Which one? And God, during this first stage of the kingdom, will work one by one, one by one, until you get rid of one, you go to the next, one, go to the next, until He purifies the heart. That's what we are here. That's, that's the only purpose God is putting us here, to purify our heart and to make us in His image. So how do we know? Some people would know it right away, right? Like, in, in a, like this relationship, or this uh, uh, habit, or this, you know, it, it could be anything that's obvious, that God will speak to us, and the Holy Spirit will say, I want to be detached of this. So we cry, we continuously pray, until we, God takes care of that. Or, if it's not very obvious, there are two ways to, to tell. One is, when we are praying, you will see where your thoughts are wandering. This means that you love this thing more than God. Right? So this thing, need to, we need to be... Go deeper. Why and why and why and why? Why I'm thinking about this? Because I'm worried about that. Or why I'm worried about that? Maybe because of this, you know? And then this is the part that my heart is detached. And we start to cry to God, God, you are the most important thing in my life. How come when I talk to you, something else pops up as more important? That's, that's not right. I am attached to this thing. When I talk to you, I'm attached to you and you only. And that's good. That's fine. And we start, this is the thing that we want to be detached. There's another thing. Um, I used to talk to one of the Holy Fathers. He passed away, Abuna Lua. And any time I would tell him there's a problem, he refused to accept that we have problems. He refused the word problems. And I, at the time, I thought he's stubborn. He's kind of like, he, he's like picky on certain words. He doesn't want us to say problems at all. Deleted from the dictionary. I was like, Abu Nayani, eh. I thought at the time, many times he does many of this stuff, and I was taking him as, Abu is very you know, strict and, and, and extreme. But he had a point that we don't have problems we have circumstances in our life that exactly right to be detached from something that's in our heart. That's not a problem. That's the work of God. So when you look at 
any issues, any circumstances, the, today's circumstances in your life, you're trying to find a job, you're, try, you, you're, you're, you're upset with certain conditions or certain circumstances, all of these conditions, all the circumstances, circumstances, these are not problems. These are the exact circumstances to be detached from the next thing God wants us to be detached from. That's exactly it. We should take this, pray about it, and, and, and say, God, you want me, what, which one? Uh, my heart is where now? My heart, my heart is yours? Why, why do I have problem with this? I shouldn't have problems. And one final thought I want to leave you with is that with another miracle, uh, when Jesus was casting out demons, he was uh, casting out the demons, and the guy was, the demon was speaking, say, Jesus, I beg you, do not torment me. And he was asking permission to go into the pigs. So who's, who's, who, sometime we, we, we're blind, we don't see the authority of God, the authority of the dominion of God over Satan, over our heart, over the world, over the, everything. We are the most, when we are living under his kingdom, we are the most powerful creatures on earth. We are. So, the, the, the Satan was taking permission, don't send me to the abyss. Please, don't send me. Can I go here? Can I go there? And we know it from the, the, the story of Job, right? He was asking permission before he does anything on earth. Right? So, in our, in our detachment from the world, we go to the kingdom of God. We get attached to the kingdom of God. We live and we master. We master prayer. We master being with Him all the time. And we start small. We don't have to, you know, this is the, 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 what we want to be. Like, we start with the end in mind, right? But we start small. We start with, with, with something, we, we tell him, I am blind, and, and help me. And if I find, if he send me anything to, to be detached from, I will take it seriously. And I will pray, pray, pray. This kind does not get out but by prayer and fasting. Only prayer and fasting. And glory be to God forever. Amen. Exalt you, earthly, with the